Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. 40s to the 30s. By tomorrow morning, a cold start, 18 to 28 degrees, with a high temperature on Friday in the lower 40s, with mostly sunny skies by the afternoon. Still on a winter alert for Saturdays, we get a mixture of rain and snow early part of the day, switching over to rain by afternoon. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. At the wharf in D.C., it's 33 degrees with winds from the northeast. It feels like the lower 20s tonight. Good to have you here on WTOP. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, an Iowa high school student opens fire at school, killing a sixth grader. Criticism for Metro from the NTSB and a final report of a 2021 train derailment. I'm Mike Marilla. Opening new smooth lanes on the GW Parkway. It's going to be a much nicer ride. I'm Nick Ainelli. How local governments are preparing for this weekend's winter weather event. And with respiratory illnesses and related hospitalizations ticking up, some officials say it's time to put that mask back on. Midnight. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Christopher Cruz. The unsinkable has happened yet again. A school shooting, this one in tiny Perry, Iowa. She'd heard three gunshots and ran out the door to go to the armory to where their safe space is when they're evacuated. CBS's Michael George says the shooter took his own life. Responding officers found multiple victims with gunshot wounds, including a sixth grader who was fatally shot. The shooter has been identified as 17-year-old Dylan Butler, a student at Perry High School. Four students and an administrator were wounded in the attack at the small-town Iowa High School on the first day back from winter break. Government buildings in Mississippi, Arkansas, Hawaii, Maine, Montana, and New Hampshire were evacuated Thursday after bomb threats. It's the second day in a row threats have been made against state buildings. No explosives were found. Attack American troops and you will pay the price. CBS News military consultant Jeff McCausland says a U.S. airstrike has killed a top Iranian-backed militia leader in Baghdad. The attack actually occurred uh, in the environs of Baghdad, the capital, which makes it even more significant. Apparently he was traveling in an automobile when it was struck by a missile, taking him out as well as another person uh, in the vehicle. The axis of evil continues to spread weapons of mass destruction. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. Our information indicates that the Democratic People's Republic of Korea recently provided Russia with ballistic missile launchers and several ballistic missiles. One of the cities where Texas has been dumping migrants is fighting back, says CBS's Weijia Zhang. New York City Mayor Eric Adams announced he is suing 17 charter bus companies for more than $700 million, demanding they help cover the cost to provide for about 34,000 migrants who have been transported to the city over the last two years. After decades of effort, a $224 million suicide barrier is finally in place at the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. KCBS reporter Holly Kwan says the nets are already working. It wasn't until 2022 that installation began on the stainless steel mesh nets that hang 20 feet below the roadway. It doesn't have a lot of give, so people can get hurt when they land, but at least rescue crews can get out there and get them. Last year alone, the partial installation helped cut the average number of attempts in half. 
It's been a sad day for veterinarians at the Los Angeles Zoo. They had to euthanize a 53-year-old Asian elephant after she was unable to stand up. The elephant was born in Thailand, spent her youth in a circus, was taken to the Fresno Zoo in 1983, and was transferred to the Los Angeles Zoo in 2017. This is CBS News. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get the parts and service you need fast from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. WTOP at 12.03. Good Friday morning, January 5th, 2024. Welcome in. Mainly clear, cold, low 18 to 28, according to Veronica, by daybreak. Gusty breezes out there this overnight will calm by daybreak. We're at 30, straight up in our nation's capital right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Lane. We thank you for taking us along for your midnight hour ride Friday morning. Topping the local stories we're following for you. It has been more than two years since a Blue Line Metro trail derailed locally in Arlington during the evening rush hour that day. Now the NTSB, National Transportation Safety Board, is out this morning with its final report into how it happened and why. WTOP's own Mike Murillo has been covering this and tells us this morning the federal agency has some tough words right now for Metro when it comes to that derailment back in October of 2021. It was a derailment in which no one was hurt and 187 passengers were forced to evacuate the train. NTSB Chair Jennifer Hamandy says it was also a derailment that could have been prevented. Shortcomings in WMATA's internal communications in its recognition of hazards its assessment of risk from those hazards and its implementation of corrective actions are all evidence of an ineffective safety culture within the organization. She says Metro knew about the problem with the new 7000 series trains, which involved wheels spreading too wide on the axle as early as 2017 and even issued a solution. But only new rail cars got the fix, not existing ones. When it comes to the wheel sets, the NTSB says Metro should have had a better plan to monitor and fix at risk rail cars, but didn't. After the derailment, all 7000 series cars were removed from the tracks and new wheel sets added and the cars are being returned one by one. In responding to the report, Metro says it is confident in its plan of action to replace the wheel sets and says it expects the rail car maker Kawasaki to foot the bill for what it calls a defect. In a statement to WTOP, Kawasaki says it just followed Metro's order when it comes to how the wheel sets were done and any suggestion that the company should absorb the cost of what it called WMATA's own failures is not rooted in reality. Mike Marillo, WTOP News. WTOP at 12.05, keeping with Transportation Friday morning on WTOP. Goodbye potholes. Construction crews have reached a milestone in the major rehab project locally on the George Washington Memorial Parkway. While the whole project is expected to last through the end of 2025, a portion of it is now complete as crews have finished their work on the southbound lanes of the GW Parkway between the Beltway and Route 123. Work will soon be shifting to the northbound side now, which means before the end of this month, most of the traffic in that area will be moved over to the nice new southbound lanes. It's going to be a much nicer ride. Project manager Caitlin Scheinhaus. What they're going to see on the southbound lanes is it's fresh asphalt, so it's going to be a nice smooth ride from 495 to 123 on those southbound lanes. On the GW Parkway, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. WTOP at 1206. The winter. The chances of snow coating the streets of D.C. locally this weekend might be pretty low, at least right now, but D.C.'s Mayor Muriel Bowser still prepping for slick conditions. D.C. snow teams started pre-treating roads, we're told, on Thursday night. 
What's expected to be the first snowfall of this year. The snow team will also be out this weekend, out and about on Saturday morning. Our partners over at 7 News First Alert Weather predicting a snow-rain mix basically expected to start falling as early as 9 a.m. Saturday before turning to all rain. The Virginia Department of Transportation crews hit the highways on Thursday morning to start pre-treating the roads in the Commonwealth. I'm in Montgomery County. Crews have been putting down salt brine on roadways throughout the county. What that will do is keep any snow initially from sticking to the road and and melt any snow that's falling. And then if there's a lot more snow, then we'll move on into plowing operations after that. That was Chris Conklin, director of the county's Department of Transportation. While it is not expected, he says if a lot of snow were to fall, 175 county plows and 240 contractors will be on standby to clear it. Electric utilities in the area getting the message out. about how you need to prepare prepare for this weekend. Local power companies hope you'll download their phone apps to easily report a power outage. Charge all your devices. Peggy Fox with Dominion says that includes your phone, tablet, and laptop. And you might want to charge your battery chargers as well. Make sure if you have flashlights that the batteries are ready to go. Chuck McDade with Pepco. And we recommend having them on each level of your home. And never, ever use a generator inside a garage or anything like that, that can be deadly. Neil Loggenstein, WTLP News. As veterans, we're no strangers to helping others. That's what we were taught, service before self. But we do have one question for the veterans listening. When is the last time you reached out for help? If you or someone you know needs resources, whether it's for stress, finances, employment, or mental health, don't wait. Reach out. Find more information at va.gov slash reach. That's va.gov slash reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. Ahead this midnight hour on WTLP Friday morning after traffic and weather. How does the year you're born affect the way you see the world? Talking generations on the book report, I'm Tariq King. You're with WTOP, Dean Lane. It is Friday morning, January 5th. Welcome in. Time now is 12.08. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Sons. Traffic and weather on the gates. Good morning to Ken Berger with this this early hour in the WTOP Traffic Center. Thank you, Dean. Good morning, everybody. Southeast corner of the Beltway, we've got some ice reported on the ramp on northbound Pennsylvania Avenue to the Beltway. Crews are on the scene trying to clear that ice out. The southbound ramp coming over from the Beltway is uh, open. It's the northbound ramp from Pennsylvania Avenue to the Beltway that is closed. Also on the Capitol Beltway, the outer loop on the approach to Pennsylvania Avenue, right lane is blocked. This is because of testing operations that are also causing partial ramp closures on the Beltway to Pennsylvania Avenue. You'll find the auxiliary lane and one of the right lanes are already blocked, so the site is adding to the troubles in the southeast corner of the Capitol Beltway. Also in the Capitol Beltway at the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge, all lanes both lose mobile alternate enclosures. This is because of maintenance work. They also report that a couple of the express lanes are also blocked. This work goes on for another couple of hours or so. Up and down the 95 corridor in Virginia, no major delays despite the work zone southbound between the Princeway and Parkway in Dale City where the right lane is blocked. On the northbound side, north of the uh, Prince William Parkway heading up to the Occoquan. The right lane and right shoulder closed because of surveying operations. Go electric to Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at fitzmall.com. 
I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. A good-looking day ahead with partly to mostly sunny skies. Temperatures just around 40 degrees. For the day tomorrow, we're looking at mainly rain for the metro area and a winter storm watch along the I-81 corridor. That's where you're likely to see measurable snow by tomorrow night. We'll clear things out by Sunday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. We're at 36 degrees in Springfield, 30 Farragut Square, 29 Laurel. We are at 30 and holding in our nation's capital. Brought to you in the midnight hour Friday morning. January 5th, right here on WTOP for you. By Long Fence, save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 1210, where we bring you money news at 10 and 40 past the hour. Here's Jeff. Payroll firm ADP says private employers added a more than expected 164,000 jobs in December, led by hotels, bars, and restaurants. Xfinity says millions of Comcast email accounts have been hacked. It's telling users to change their passwords. Ford had its best year for sales since before the pandemic last year, up 7%. Hybrid sales were up 25%. The Dow gained just 10 points Thursday. The Nasdaq lost 82. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. Overseas, our first check in the midnight hour. Asian stocks mixed, mainly lower. The Nikkei this morning is up by 186 points. The Kospi's down 10. The Hang Seng is up 24. The Shanghai, I'm sorry, the Hang Seng is down 24. That would be in the Shanghai is down four points. Good morning. Glad you're with us. 1211 on WTOP. Welcome in. Slowdowns expected on the American Legion Bridge this morning. We're tracking a big storm expected to hit the Washington region this afternoon. WTOP reports new crash tests could affect your next car decision. Survey shows student absenteeism for DMV area kids is skyrocketing. President Biden and Republican lawmakers announced they're making progress on a potential compromise. I heard it on WTOP News. Facts matter. 103.5 FM. Hi, it's Jonathan Cotton with the Good Feet Store, and it's that time of year when we pause for a bit and reflect on our true blessings. Do you know what I consider to be one of the greatest blessings as a business owner? My employees and co-workers. We have people from many different backgrounds and walks of life, and they make my job incredibly rewarding. I truly enjoy getting to know and work with each one of them. Better yet, our customers rave about their experiences with them. If you want to meet some exceptional people to help you with your foot, knee, hip, or back pain, then visit us at the Goodfeet store and see for yourself. For over 25 years, Goodfeet Art Supports have been helping to improve the quality of people's lives, and we'd love the chance to do the same for you. Stop by the Goodfeet store and let one of our art support specialists give you a free fitting and test walk. The Goodfeet store has locations across greater D.C. and Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or just stop by. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you at the Goodfeet store. Good Friday morning, January 5th. Welcome in this midnight hour. Glad you're starting your morning with us. If you're just joining us, glad you're with us. Mainly clear, cold, low 18 to 28 by daybreak. Some gusty breezes overnight will end by daybreak. Right now, we're at 30 straight up in our nation's capital. Good morning. I'm Dean Lane. Welcome in. It's 1213 on WTOP. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. From boomers to Gen Z, we seem to be in an ongoing tug of war these days between different generations. Dr. Gene Quinji, who has written nearly 200 articles on this subject, has something to say about this. 
In the latest edition of the WTOP Book Report this morning, she joins our Tariq King to help us understand her new book titled Generations, The Real Difference Between Silence, Boomers, Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z. Yeah, well, I'm glad you used the word understand, because for me, that's the biggest thing, is to try to understand each other's perspectives as people who are born at different times and thus have had very different experiences. And I think the best way to do that is to go straight to the source. You know, really big surveys that have been done in lots and lots of Americans across the country, sometimes people around the world. We're in the age of big data. We don't need to make guesses anymore about what the generational differences are. Okay, so millennials. Can you just tell me what you find to be sort of the defining characteristics of millennials that set them apart from the generations before? Individualism is probably their most defining characteristic because that trend of more focus on the self and less on others had had been growing from boomers to Gen Xers to millennials. And then it really peaks, that sense of self-confidence and optimism really peaked with millennials when they were young. That soured some as they got older. Some of that was the Great Recession. Some of it was, I think, the expectations that a lot of millennials had were so high, they may, may not have ever had the real chance to, to be fulfilled. And you know, one, one particular way that it had a big impact was it started this, contributed anyway, to the narrative that millennials were all broke. And they were going to be the um, first generation to not do as well as their parents, that this was all set up. And it turns out, yes, there was a big downturn during the Great Recession for the incomes of young adults, but they have roared back. There's just so much information here. Um, it's, it's in, it's it is a long book. It's intimidating looking, but I don't think you intended yeah. to be read like one would read a novel. If you want to start with your generation, if you want to start with your kid's generation, you can do that. If you want to start by just flipping through and looking at the graphs, go for it. I have at the beginning of each chapter, I have like famous people in the generations you want to look through. He goes, oh, I remember that show. I used to watch that when I was a kid. You can have fun with it. And be sure and check out Tariq's full interview with Dr. Jean Twenty. Learn more about generations at our website at Click Away. Search Book Report. Quick look at the top stories we're following for you this Friday morning on WTOP. A 17-year-old kills a sixth grader, wounding five others in the nation's latest school shooting, this time in Iowa. The NTSB weighs in locally on that Metro Blue Line derailment from more than two years ago, pointing the finger at Metro safety culture. And we have a chance locally for some winter weather coming this way this weekend on Saturday. A mix of snow and rain set to head our way. We'll update you in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP.com. Lead Law Enforcement Against Drugs and Violence is the most rapidly growing drug and violence prevention charity in the United States. By using an evidence-based, tested, and proven effective curricula taught by law enforcement and educators, LEAD's school-based anti-drug and anti-violence program empowers children to make the right decisions about drugs, violence, alcohol, and bullying. Learn more about LEAD at leadrugs.org or follow us at We Are LEAD. Sponsored by LEAD Incorporated. You're with Dean Lane on WTOP. And coming right up after traffic and weather. Opponents to a Potomac Yard arena lay out their concerns in a petition. I'm Kate Ryan. Many veterans in active duty military have invisible wounds like PTSD. 
post-traumatic stress disorder, depression, and anxiety. Help Heal Veterans offers them medicine that doesn't come in a bottle. By providing free therapeutic craft kits, time-tested healing tools for invisible wounds that can help relieve pain and improve mobility and fine motor skills. HealVets.org. Healing the invisible wounds of war through creativity. HealVets.org. Sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. It's Friday, January 5th. Thanks for starting it with us this midnight hour, 1218, the time on WTOP. Good morning. Traffic and weather on the 8th. First to Ken Berger with us in the WTOP Traffic Center. Hi, Dean. You've been mentioning in the weather forecast some uh, winter precipitation heading our way this weekend. However, we have some wintry precipitation reported uh, icy conditions. This is uh, reported by State Highway Administration in Maryland on the ramp from northbound Pennsylvania Avenue to the Beltway. The northbound right-off ramp is closed, and crews are on the scene to help de-ice this ramp. The southbound ramp is open. Also had the right lane closed on the Beltway's ad loop on the approach to Pennsylvania Avenue. This is a long-term work zone going through the overnights through Saturday morning and then again all next week. And this is because of soil testing operations also causing partial ramp closures on the ramp from the Beltway to Pennsylvania Avenue. You find the auxiliary lane and also one of the right lanes blocked. Also on the Capitol Beltway at the Wilson Bridge for maintenance operations. All lanes, both loops are mobile alternating closures in the main lines. This also affects a couple of the express lanes. You're going to find a couple of those blocked also because of this situation. Just got report that the Amer- at the American American Legion Bridge accident working on the Beltway's inner loop. The right lane and the right shoulder closed on the American Legion Bridge from uh, Virginia heading into Maryland because of the accident activity just reported by VDOT on westbound 66 at the Roosevelt Bridge. Maintenance operations. The left lane is closed, and this closure of the west uh, of the left lane goes through the Roslyn Tunnel. Jiffy Lube, where speed meets quality for an oil change and vehicle maintenance experience you can trust. Visit JiffyLubeDC.com for a location near you. I'm Ken Berger, WTOP Traffic. Still ahead this half hour. The Capitals bring hockey to kids here in Capitol Heights and the rest of PGCPS. I'm John Doman. A good-looking way to end the work and school week. A mix of sun and clouds today with temperatures anywhere from the upper 30s to lower 40s. We're dry tonight, but clouds will continue to increase. We are going to look for a doozy of a storm tomorrow, depending on location. Moderate to heavy rain for the metro area may start off as light snow during the early morning hours. Best chance for shovelable snow be along and west of the I-81 corridor. That's where winter storm watch remains in effect. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now we're at 30 degrees straight up in our nation's capital where the time now on WTOP is 12:20. Oftentimes, the wheelchairs our veterans and first responders receive from their health care providers are subpar at best. Some are falling apart with a years-long waiting list for a new one. This lag causes a tremendous amount of stress for our heroes and creates a burden for their caregivers. Isolation leads to depression. We build what they need to get outdoors, hunting, fishing, or playing sports. Join the mission at wheelchairsforwarriors.org. Good Friday morning, January 5th. Glad you're with us here at WTOP. Time now is 1221. This is WTOP News. Turning to New York City this Friday morning, two subway trains collided Thursday afternoon, happening around 3 in the afternoon, we're told. One train carrying about 300 passengers at the time. And an out-of-service MTA train with four workers on board at the time hit each other at a low rate of speed. CBS New York reporter Doug Williams says this morning authorities are not only trying to figure out 
what led to this accident, but are working around the clock to fully restore service to this busy Manhattan line. At this point, officials are describing this as an accident. This is a major subway line on the west side of Manhattan. Train service in both directions has been disrupted. Uh, in places, it has been suspended. Passengers are being told to take alternative routes tonight as a try and restore service in time for tomorrow morning's commute. At least 20 people People were hurt. They all have their injuries this morning. The search is on for four suspects who robbed a Leesburg gun store after ramming a Kia sedan through the front door. That happened early on Thursday. Police say it happened at uh, Loudoun County Guns is the name of the business on Industrial Court at about four in the morning. Neighbors reported a loud noise happening at that time. When police got there, they say they found a car smashing through the front of the shop itself. Nobody was found inside. Investigators say this morning four masked suspects jumped out and stole several long guns. Then they ran off, leaving the car lodged in the front of the building. You can see a picture of the car in the storefront. Click away at WTLP.com. By the way, that car was stolen from another part of our area before the smash and grab at the gun store. Wizards and Caps owner Leo, uh, Ted Leonsis has a dream that he wants to build, of course, a $2 billion arena locally in Alexandria. But one local group is pushing for a stop to the plans or at least some more analysis here. In the online petition, members of the coalition to stop the arena at Potomac Yard say the proposed sports and entertainment complex would add to traffic congestion on Route 1, increase taxes and crime. And coalition board member Andrew McDonald appeals to state and local officials do not you know provide this funding at the very least put it on hold and do some in-depth studies that make us feel like that the project actually is based on something other than just you know speculation and hope the planned complex would be home to the washington wizards and capitals team owner ted leonsis is putting up 403 million dollars and the bulk of the project could be paid through bonds issued by a proposed virginia sports and entertainment authority in Potomac Yard, Kate Ryan, WTOP News. And how about this? Locally, students in Prince George's County are learning hockey firsthand from one of the region's top sports teams, the Capitals. Students here at Capitol Heights Elementary got a firsthand demonstration with the new gear. Learning a sport, their principal, Shauna Berry, admits they might not have much exposure to, but can learn a lot from. In the grown-up world, you have to be able to work with people. So being able to do that and do it well is a skill that they would learn um, as part of a team. A hockey team. And we were really looking at how do we grow both diversity of the forms of the sport, the different uh, ways to play the game, and then diversity of the people that are playing the game as well. Peter Robinson's the director of youth hockey development for the Capitals. By the end of the month, this gym hockey gear will be in every elementary and middle school in the county, putting sticks in the hands of over a million students around the DMV since this started a decade ago. In Capitol Heights, John Dome in WTOP News. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTOP. Sports at 25 and 55. WTOP Sports Time. 1225, our first midnight hit Friday morning with Rob. The NHL unveiled its initial all-star rosters, and Tom Wilson will make his second all-star appearance, but this time in his native Toronto, telling Monumental Network. It'll be pretty special. I had a blast in Vegas. It was really an amazing weekend. You kind of get to see the, the NHL on the biggest stage, and it's there's a lot of excitement. Uh, it's a good time, and obviously being in Toronto, in my hometown, I'm looking forward to kind of being in that building, looking around, and it'll be pretty full circle having grown up as a kid 
kid there and being able to have family and friends support you, it's it's going to be awesome. Fans will vote for the final 12 slots in the February 3rd All-Star Game. The Commanders prepare for an old rivalry game with much different stakes. The Cowboys need to win to get the two-seed in the NFC playoffs, which would simultaneously give Washington the best chance at clinching the number two pick in the upcoming draft. What else is there to play for, Eric Bieniemy? 